Ask Andy is our new subscriber-only show. Every month, Andy answers your questions. Like these. What's your favourite colour biro? What the f*** is it with you and terrapins? Uh, what are the spring 2024 catwalk colours? How goes it with the sitar? Can you recommend either the floating barge or the detour to Rwanda? What do you think of the kids of politicians getting into politics? Maybe you and your colleagues would be able to suggest some coping mechanisms. And Andy even asks a few questions himself. Do you, do you think I could get to Christmas number one? Subscribe to Ask Andy Now via any podcast platform. Go to thebuglepodcast.com forward slash donate. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Top Stories, I'm Andy Zaltzman. In today's Dive into the Bugle Archive, we go back to issue 78 of this podcast entitled Apathy or Far-Right Idiots, a handful of Europeans decide. A festival of democracy was underway in the famous continent of Europe in June 2009. In fact, it was complete electageddon as 27 member states elected 736 MEPs. What could possibly go wrong, either then or at any time since? Top story this week, Democrapalooza 09. Uh, there has been a democracy extravaganza in the world this week, Andy, and it just shows that the Iraqi war has been a huge success. <laughs> I mean, yes, those two aren't connected, but I think we'd all feel a lot better if they were. <laughs> so let's just give ourselves that one for now, shall we? Yeah. Europe, Andy, has staged the biggest multi-state election in human history, and the citizens of Europe responded to that calling by either not voting or voting like complete arseholes. Turnout was a massive, scarcely worth the effort of staging it 43%, the lowest since direct elections began 30 years ago, and the biggest gains were for centre-right, far-right and anti-immigration parties. Ugh. That sound you just heard was the sound of ancient Greeks groaning in their grave, saying, No, you've got it all wrong. That is not what we meant by democracy. And while we're at it, what the f*** have you done to the Olympics? That's supposed to be a celebration of naked men running around and wrestling each other. What the shit is a decathlon? <laughs> yeah, what do you want to thought, John? If there was one f- continent that yeah. should know the dangers of lurching to the right politically, it would be f***ing <laughs> Europe. What, especially during the time of an economic meltdown? Well, exactly, yeah. It's fine, it's never happened before, Andy. I don't know what president you're referring to. No one should be concerned that Europe is lurching rightwards in this time <laughs> of global economic crisis. There was some heartbreaking, soul-destroying and mind-blowing news from the BMP, the British National Party, who you may remember uh, we described a, a few bugles ago as <laughs> um, That bleep you just heard being the biggest bleep there is in the English language. Well, do you know what, Andy? I've had a few weeks to think on this, and with the events of the recent week, it actually turns out that they're even bigger 
than we gave them credit for. <laughs> what, what makes you say that, John? The things they've said and done over yeah, the I last guess seven that, days. Those are the classic giveaways, aren't they? I mean, that's, yeah, that, I mean, I've got pretty big <laughs> dar, and uh, it was really bleeping pretty strongly this week. They won two seats, their first ever victories in a nationwide election. And when asked by journalists, well, how do you know if someone is British or not, truly British? Nick Griffin, the head of the BNP, in a monstrous dick splash, <laughs> said, you just look at them, you just know. Which would seem to be you know, a quintessential piece of racism for that racist to say. But he contested that point, saying, no, it wasn't just about the colour of their skin. You could also tell by other things, such as their behaviour and their families. So... Also, the colour of their family skin, then. Oh, that's that's much less racist. That's racism once removed. I'm sorry, Nick, we got you all wrong. The BNP, as you said, they gained 6% of the votes as yeah. a whole and two seats in the EU Parliament, which no doubt they will use for their traditional hobby of acting like total dicks whenever they think anyone is paying attention. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, though, uh, John, the BNP do remain at the moment a, a small and very stupid minority, albeit one with almost a million voters, which frankly is a massive indictment to the British education system. So please, government, send out some history books to these people. <laughs> they have to learn. It wasn't all doom and gloom, though, John, because on Tuesday... Nick Griffin, a man who looks quite like a man who wishes he'd been born 70 years earlier in a country a bit <laughs> southeast of here, was prevented from holding a press conference in Westminster when he was pelted with eggs by demonstrators. Good. Before scurrying off like a rat. <laughs> now, these demonstrators promised that they would turn up to every public appearance that he makes. <laughs> and this, is, this, this is democracy. This Good is how democracy them. should work. Griffin described it as a sad, sad day for British democracy. Mm. And much as it was magnificent to see members of the British public use the produce of a chicken's minge to make their, their yokey point on the BNP leader, it was slightly sad, I guess, to see an elected representative, which Griffin now is, not stand there and take the full-body omeletting that he clearly deserves. <laughs> I would absolutely encourage any buglers who ever see Nick Griffin to quickly find yourself an egg and throw it at him, because <laughs> he deserves it. And there is no better way for an egg to be used... Gordon Brown, the Prime Minister, who uh, didn't have a great time at the elections. He's recently taken the kind of battering usually reserved for a particularly succulent piece of haddock. But he managed to cling on to power, despite a spectacularly appalling display in the elections. Labour hauled in a pitiful 16% of those who voted, and bearing in mind that Britain, as feverishly devoted to democracy as ever, managed to clock up a 34% turnout. The government amassed around 5% of the available votes. And several opposition politicians said uh, that in these elections, looking at the government's results, the public couldn't have spoken any more clearly. And this is true, and what the British public has said is, we f***ing hate politics. <laughs> but if the message could be inferred that they want the government out, the problem is that it could also be inferred that they don't want anyone else in. So I think we could be heading for an age of anarchy, John, with the Queen just standing on top of Buckingham Palace saying, please, everyone, calm down. Obviously, Andy, it's weeks like this that can start to make you despair and lose your faith in humanity a bit, which is where Sweden stepped in, because their surprise game was the Swedish Pirate Party. Now, that wasn't pirates opting to abandon pillage on the high seas and instead deciding to engage in the political process. And wasn't that what we were all trying with them for centuries ago? You know, just try and get them to the table. <laughs> convince them they could achieve all they wanted to through legislation and therefore catch scurvy a lot less. But no, instead, this was a pirate party campaigning for free internet downloads of music and films, and it received 7% of the vote. You know 
that your country is basically doing pretty well <laughs> if 7% of your citizens are willing to vote on a single issue of internet copyright. <laughs> that is a rich nation's problem. <laughs> there was a young drunk Swede on the news here who explained uh, his voting for the Pirate Party by saying, I just want free videos. <laughs> and it's a good point he makes, Andy. I don't doubt that he wants free videos. <laughs> it would be great if we could all have free videos. The problem is, Andy, that he can't have free videos because video companies need to recoup at least their video production costs somehow. And if he keeps stealing videos, there will eventually be no videos left to steal. His policy on videos is extremely short-sighted. I think you can probably gather from this just how funny I find the word video. <laughs> and next week in Accents John Finds Funny, it's the Japanese. <laughs> Elsewhere in Europe, there were also notable games, not just by the far-right wingers, but also by environmentalists. So I guess looking at these two results in concurrence, John, the conclusion you can draw is that if you want to be a bigot, you need a planet to be a bigot on. <laughs> True. Iranian election now, and Iran claims that it is the most democratic nation in the Middle East, which is you know, probably a bit like saying you're the least racist person at a Klan rally, but, you know... They may still be right, you know, credit where it's due. Iran is a governing mixture between democracy and theocracy. And what a great mixture that is. That is like mixing orange juice and milk. They might work separately, but put them in a glass together and you've got one unpalatable mess. <laughs> it's currently underway, the election. They're voting literally as we speak. And Bugle favourite whack job, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, is facing serious competition from opposing presidential candidate Mir Hussein Mousavi. And reports are coming in right now of an unprecedented turnout in Iran. Interest has spiked in the campaign after a very fractious TV debate. Uh, it was like boxers getting into a fight during the weigh-in. You can't help but feel it was slightly contrived to increase the audience, but you can't deny that it was effective. Yep, this... I don't know how to break this to you, Buglis, but this could be the end for Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. The little man with the big mouth is right up against it. It being the will of the Iranian electorate, according to the latest <laughs> opinion polls. So he could well be packing his bags, popping his bluffer's guide to nuclear weapons in his knapsack, giving one last cuddle to his little toy Israel that he used to practice his speeches on, and <laughs> handing over the keys to Iran to someone a bit less gobby. And I guess from a selfish point of view, John, from our point of view, it would be quite a shame if Ahmadinejad goes. I can't imagine a more moderate successor who will have quite the same knack of pulling out entertainingly left-field yep. swipes at the rest of the world. There was literally no subject on which Ahmadinejad couldn't turn to having a pop at Israel or America. I remember just a couple of years ago, Johnny, he was the uh, BBC's guest on-course commentator during the Open Golf, and uh, Peter Alice said to him, so, Mahmoud, it looks like Tiger's found a nasty bit of rough there. And Ahmadinejad replies, that's right, Peter, he's going to have to play safe here, just pop it back onto the fairway and take his medicine, I think. But uh, till if I was in his situation, I'd... Uh, Probably get my eight iron out and try to wreak the destruction of the fascistic Zionist <laughs> boil on the face of humanity that is the state of Israel. <clears throat> but no, no, it looks like Tiger's going to use the five iron and take a look at the green. Bold stuff for the world number one, the American shitbag. <laughs> Over now to Ken Brown at the 12th. In a major change, Mousavi's wife has been out on the campaign trail with him, uh, and he has said that if elected, he will review laws that discriminate against women. That's quite a lot of laws to review there, <laughs> Mousavi. That may prove to be a bigger job than you want to acknowledge. <laughs> Patrols of morality police uh, regularly enforce standards of dress on Iran's streets. And that's not fashion police, as in, that tie doesn't go with those shoes, or you're wearing stripes with stripes, what are you thinking? This is a literal fashion police. 
stopping women in the street and charging them with inappropriate dress laws. You should send the Iranian fashion police to the streets of Newcastle on a Friday night. <laughs> Get things in perspective a bit for them. Shock them into their senses. <laughs> I think you and me, we could probably do with something like that. We could do with a state telling us how to dress. Yeah. But I guess, you know, official state fashion advice, not everyone's cup of tea. I mean, that really is taking the nanny state too far, isn't it? Put this on or you're not going out. Can't we have Mary Poppins back? Apparently the country is more divided than at any time since the revolution. And it is never a good sign when you're comparing unrest levels to a period just before a major revolution. <laughs> there does seem a, a real possibility that Ahmadinejad may lose this election. Part of uh, his concern is one of demographics. Iran is a young country, 60% of the population are under 30, and it's perhaps because of this that Ahmadinejad has been using Obama's Yes We Can slogan <laughs> to inspire voters. So he's not only an anti-Semite, Andy, he's also a plagiarist. Yeah, Ahmadinejad's supporters themselves are still fanatical. Now, as he left one rally this week, one woman apparently approached him, asking him to cure her child. <laughs> What's he been telling the Iranian people? And he's the David Copperfield of Middle Eastern politics, by which I mean he's slightly magical, charismatic and deeply creepy. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you are sick of politics or just hate the bugle, go and listen to our sister publication, The Gargle, now where Alice Fraser gives you all the news and none of the politics. <laughs>